Are you a diva? Do you have a divitude? My next guest on today's episode, Michelle D. Garrett, has a unique spin on the description of a diva. Michelle is passionate about helping other women develop their divitude so they can show up fully, no matter what that means, business, life. You'll find out all about the diva plan that Michelle has used to build up her business and maintain balance in her life and how she helps teach that to others so they can tap into success too. If you want to know if you're a diva or what's a divitude, keep listening to my chat with Michelle. She wears a ton of hats in her world, blogger, entrepreneur, wife, mom to four from teenager to college grads. She's also an author, speaker, an advocate for mental health awareness and empowering tween and teen girls to be their best selves. Get ready. Let's dive in. there, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out there into the world, where that information and your services can impact the most people. Get ready to take notes today and then take action, content creators, Let's dive in with today's episode because you've got content to get out there. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast today. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it is so great. Michelle and I have been in so many different masterminds together, and it's just so great to have you here. I'm just curious. I know a lot about you, but is there some little known fact about you that you can share with the listeners today? I think the one thing that comes to mind is I like to paint paint rocks. So kindness rocks or the rocks that you see where you just lay them out and they have either just a cute picture on them or they have a special message. That's my way of A, self-care for me. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can just sit down. I'm not really an artist, but I can just do whatever. There's no right or wrong ah. way to do it. Um, but also my way of putting something positive out into the world as well. Because when I'm out for my walks or if I go to the park, I'll just place one out and about. And if someone picks it up and finds it, it's a way for them to kind of have some brightness to their day. Oh, I love that. Recently, I was in upstate New York. My husband and I went for a few days. Mm-hmm. And we're out in this thousands of acres of preservation. And we're out walking on the trail and I look over and I see something that doesn't look like it belonged there. It was a different color. Or didn't look like, let's just say it did not look like it was nature inspired, but it happened to be one of these kindness rocks that someone had painted with a gorgeous little message and placed it on a tree stump. It was a rotted tree stump and it just Mm -hmm. kind of nestled in there, but it caught my eye and it just made me smile to see that. And I just love seeing those around town too. If there's a kindness rock in front of a business or in somebody's house, I love that you do that. I recently gave one of my grandchildren 
a kit with some rocks. It was like, I ordered rocks. I bought <laughs> rocks on Amazon along with these beautiful paint pens. And she just was thrilled. The first time I ordered a box of rocks, I was like, I'm really ordering rocks. <laughs> I'm really doing this, but I loved it. It's one of those things like during the pandemic, I started doing it. And it was my way of, I had kids at home that were distance learning and I needed to do something. Yeah, <laughs> I needed it, to do something. It's a great way to de-stress and then it helps others with the finished product as well. Wonderful. Today, we're going to talk about the diva plan. I know, Michelle, you have a totally different take on the word diva. Yeah. Why don't we just... Go ahead and hop in. Tell us about the diva plan. So when people see me and they hear diva, I'm not what you normally would think of. <laughs> I'm not that flashy, come dressed to the tees type of person. I'm very laid back. I love people. I love just being able to show up and be who I am in the skin that I am. And so for me, a diva is a woman that is driven, inspiring, victorious, and called to action. Yay. Over the years, it started as a blog 13 years ago now, and it has just evolved from there to being my full-time business. I really am passionate about helping women embrace their divitude, so being driven, inspiring, victorious, and called to action. And it's not just for businesswomen. It's not just for entrepreneurs. This is something that can be applied to both our personal and professional lives to help us just show up in a way that we're comfortable in and make the difference that we're called to make. Mm, I love that. And did you say that this came to you 13 years ago? Mm -hmm. I started a blog. I literally was sitting on the same couch <laughs> <laughs> with my youngest son. He was about one at the time. We had been up all night long because he was just feverish and running mm. like snotty nose, all the stuff. And I was exhausted. And so in the middle of the probably about five, six o'clock in the morning, he finally dozed off. And of course, then I was wide awake. And I had already, by that point, I had already started writing things on Facebook. So back then they had like Facebook notes that people would use a lot. And then MySpace, I'm taking it way back. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I've always loved to write. And so something led me to just start a blog. I'd never read a blog before, let alone written one, but I just went to what was a blog spot at the time and opened it up and the name Divas with a Purpose came to mind and I just wrote. In that moment as I was finishing it up, my baby looked at me and he had like this little toothy snotty grin Aww. when I finished it. And it was just this feeling of peace that came over me because I was doing something that was for myself and it was a way that I was expressing myself because at that time I just felt really despondent because I was a new a, a newish mom. He was my second, but I was a, a new mom again and my life just seemed to center around being a wife, being a mom, and not having the time and energy to do anything else. And so this was my outfit. I love that story. So how did it evolve? Did you just write, you said the term divas with a purpose mm -hmm. started with that sleepless night. Yes. What kinds of things did you write about in that original blog? In that original blog post, really, I was talking about just the legacy that we were going to live. What is it that we are going to be? What are we going to involve? When we're not here anymore, what is the legacy that we're living? What is our purpose? And a lot of times when people think of purpose, we think of this big, huge, grandiose thing where we're making a difference to thousands and thousands of people. 
But a lot of times, sometimes our purpose is something that's making a difference right in your household or right in your community. And we sometimes overlook that. And at that moment, it was a reminder to myself that I had all these great big dreams that at the time didn't seem to be coming to fruition because they didn't center around me. I never thought I was going to be a wife and mom. Can we just say that? Really? That was never my plan. Okay. Yes, I was going to be a mom. So the funny thing is, is that growing up, I always said I was going to have a son named Michael. And I have a son named Michael. My oldest son is named Michael. I never said anything about a husband. <laughs> or other family members and I was perfectly content with just it being my oldest son and I for the longest and so I met my husband and so he shifted the game for me a bit but this was not the life that I envisioned myself living and my husband was in the military at the time so not only was I a wife I was a military wife at the same time so that yeah. comes with a whole nother level of responsibilities and things that true so it helped me to put things into perspective and just remember that I still had a purpose. Yes, I was a wife. Yes, I was a mom, but I was still Michelle. And I needed to make sure that I was giving credit to that and I was owning up to what my purpose was and remembering what it was so I could tap into it to do what it is that I felt made a difference in my life and the life of others. So how long was your blog and I don't want to use the word just, but how long were you blogging before you started to take it into a different direction? It was, so there are three years between my son and my daughter. So about three and a half, four years. We did all the things that you're not supposed to do at the same time. We got a new home. <laughs> I found out I was pregnant right as we were moving into our <sighs> new home. <laughs> and this home when we bought it, it was specifically because I knew I was done. I was done. I had my two boys. I was finished. And so we bought this home specifically knowing that it was just going to be the two boys and us. And then my oldest son would be leaving out soon. So then I would have space for my office and everything. And then we moved in and ta-da, I'm pregnant again <laughs> with a daughter. So that kind of shifted things around. And then of course, because now I had three children, I had to get a bigger car. So we had a mortgage, a new car note, and a new baby within like six months of each other. And so I needed money. I just tell people real straight up. The main thing that caused me to be able to start monetizing my blog and finding ways to make income is that I had two children under the age of three in daycare at the same time. And oh. at the time I paid for that, I may have had $50 left over on my paycheck. Wow. And so I had to find ways because with a newborn and a toddler, there's really not too many things that I could do in addition to the full-time job that I already had. So I really had to tap into the resources that I had so that I could be able to make money from home. MLM just wasn't for me. I tried it a few times and I just, it wasn't me. Because then that meant I had to go out and be around people <laughs> and either invite them into my home or pack up my kids and go over to their home. And it was just too much energy that had to be exerted for that after working a job that had me working 50 to 60 hours a week. So I used my blog. I used my connections on the internet and the knowledge that I had as an accountant and as someone that had worked in guest services and just talk to people. I like to teach. I like to share knowledge. And so I was able to do that through my blog. Tell me about that because there's so many people that do have a blog. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're, it's just their outlet. It's a way that they can 
put their thoughts out there into the world, but not everybody thinks about monetizing a blog and not everybody actually can do it. So talk to us about that for a minute. It is interesting because this was way back before all of the social media hoopla that we have now. And so like the things that I was doing to monetize content was just doing quick, simple videos that I would send out literally via email. I would record it (laughs) and send Uh an email out to it because I wasn't really doing YouTube or anything like that at the time. Or I would create in Word, I would create a booklet and I would print it out and fold it up. And this is what I'm teaching. This is the information that you had. And so I would either do audio files where people could just go and listen to it that way, or I would physically mail things out to people. And then we would get on the free conference call lines and I would teach that way. (laughs) Oh, so snail mail and free conference call. Yeah. I mean, I'm dating myself a little bit here as to where technology was at the time. But of course, the more I learned and the more that I connected with people, there were more resources and tools that I could use to make things easier. Uh, And then also I had to be intentional about how I was able to show up because I had three kids at home. By the time I got home from work, I didn't have the time to get on a call, too many calls. I had to do that call once I put everybody down for the night. So there wasn't a lot of video that was going to be happening at that point in time. So I really had to learn how to use what I had. And I will say that one of the things that I am really good at, because it's something I had to do in my outside the house jobs, is just finding ways to make money, finding unique ways to create additional income, because I work in the finance department of most of the positions that I've had. And so I'm able to take a look at someone's business and say, okay, here are some ways that we can make more money without you necessarily having to show up that much. Or these are the resources and things that you have. Have you looked at monetizing this so that you don't have to exert more effort? Because I know how it is as a new mom or as a mom that had three kids, a full-time job, a husband, other responsibilities, I couldn't be out there soliciting a lot. I couldn't be out there going to different places. And like I was in the house really for the first two or three years because it was too much to take a newborn and a toddler to some of these networking meetings that people had. And so I had to find ways that I could do it without having to actually show my face all the time. We're talking about going back several years now, right? Not that you're so old. <laughs> But a lot's happened because I mean, but, my son now is, he'll be 15 in March and my daughter's 11. So just the strides that we've made in the past 10 to 13 years is a lot based mm-hmm. on the technology that we have now. We didn't have Facebook Lives. We didn't have Instagram where you could create quick stories and shorts and things. People still watch long length YouTube videos and the quality didn't have to be that good, <laughs> good when you were creating them because we didn't have. <laughs> or maybe I just couldn't afford it at the time. A lot of times we were making videos with little camcorders. We were sitting there setting up a camcorder and recording it and then downloading it to our computer and editing it really quick and then uploading it. What we would say now is the hard way, right? The hard way, yes. The hard way. There's so many more tools, so many more modalities, platforms now than there was quote unquote back in the day. In medicine, we used to say, well, back in the days, the giants... (laughs) (laughs) when we would talk about the good old days. But this is actually a really good lesson in learning 
by necessity, you had to come up with some extra income. Oh, yeah. And instead of sitting there spinning your wheels, what was me ing? I had a few of those days too, though. I'll be oh, honest. well, I'm not saying you didn't. <laughs> but the point is that you didn't overthink it. You didn't say, well, I has to be perfect. You just got down to business and got it done. Absolutely. And I think in many ways, it probably has trained your brain to think in these new and innovative ways for yourself and for other people. Yes. Right? So yes. you figured out social media, you figured out publishing on Kindle. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh, I love publishing on Kindle because especially with the changes and updates that they have made lately, it is so easy and so affordable to be able to create physical copies of books for yourself. And so I think I published my first book on Kindle probably about eight or nine years ago. Wow, that long ago. Yeah, because I did, oh my gosh, I did a quick conference. It was a pop-up, I guess, webinar is what we would call it now, where we got in there and we just discussed, I had six or seven different ladies that just discussed their business. And I had them write up really quickly for me their version of what a diva is Mm -hmm. and how they use different aspects of diva. So the driven, inspiring, victorious, called the action part. And I made a book. I put it together and put it on Amazon (laughs) and said, here's the link, y'all. And it looks absolutely horrible. It's still available on Amazon. (laughs) Oh, it's still there. I look at it and I cringe sometimes, but I leave it up there because it's something to show me where I've come from. And the fact that I was able to do this before a lot of people were thinking outside the box to to put those types of books out there. And that one was just a Kindle book. So it was just something that you were going to read on your mobile device that you would look at. So are you saying that that book was actually transcripts of a conference that you did? Yeah. So see, it doesn't have to be some big, deep, long and drawn out epic manuscript. It could be something as simple as nowadays, we have a lot of people who host virtual summits, virtual events, virtual conferences. You could just take those, put them all together and publish that on Kindle. Absolutely. And you're a published author. There you go. One thing that I've always loved to do, and it's been a big focus of the work that I do, is helping other, specifically female entrepreneurs, helping women find ways that they're able to bring in additional income because that's what got me started. I believe I just formatted the book again in Word Mm -hmm. (laughs) and took it to Staples and had them print it with a cardstock cover and sent that out to the ladies and said, here you go. If you want to sell these for like $5 a piece or whatever it was, probably doubled the cost of what it costs for me to be able to create them. And they had a product that they were able to sell if they went out and talked or if they wanted to promote the conference, the virtual conference, the mm-hmm. replays, then they had something else that they were able to use as well. I love that. Always thinking about how you can monetize, how you can leverage, yes. able to leverage. So one of the other things that I know that you've recently published on Kindle is the Diva Plan. Yay! I am so excited about that. I think I've had the Diva Plan outlined for maybe four or five years. Mm -hmm. 
And I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And then one day I said, you know what? I need to do this. I've waited too long. And I was really at a point to where I was really regrouping how I was doing business because I was doing too much. I got to the point that I was just doing too much. And I was like, you know what? I need to step back and really focus in on what's important to me and what I want to present. And so the Diva Plan is really just a guidebook of how I run my business, not just my business, but how I set goals, how I show Mm -hmm. up consistently each day and what I teach the people that work with me. If I have a client or if you're in my mastermind, this is what we're talking about on a regular basis because I want you to set goals. I want you to know what it is that you're working on. I want you to learn how to delegate so that you're not doing all the things. What inspires you? What are the questions that you're asking to continue to move forward in your business? And then are you visualizing for success? Are you looking at, this is what I have, but what do I want further along the line? And then what are the action tasks? What are the things that are action-based that you're doing within your business and are you holding yourself accountable? So it's a roadmap. Mm-hmm. It's a roadmap to success for the divas out there. Absolutely. And so this is something that you've been using in one form or another, but now it's something that everybody can actually have, hold, use. It's a physical product. Yes. You can get it on Kindle as well. It's one of those things, more of a journal. So if you get it on Kindle, you can see the steps, you can see the outline of what you're able to do, but having the physical copy of the book is really the best way to go with it. Okay. That's great. I hear it in your voice that this has been something that's been a passion project for you. And it's been something that's been long coming and now it's out there in the world. How does that feel? When I first got it in the mail and held it in my hands, I was just like, oh my gosh, I really did this. I really, really, really did this. And then just to clip through the pages and just see, it looks really simple. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want something that was going to be overwhelming. I didn't want something that someone looked at and they were like oh my gosh I can't do this it's simple actions that you can take and it walks you through it and I don't give you everything at one time so we're building upon just like you said with the roadmap like you don't get all your stops and all your supplies at once you know you're gonna as you go through it and go through the steps you build upon those and you're able to do more and just see how you have grown and how you're pouring into your business and it's a really good feeling That's great. Well, you started as a blogger. Mm -hmm. You've got a blog. You've learned how to monetize that blog. You learned how to publish. You've published on Kindle, on Amazon. And at some point, you started coaching. So tell us about your coaching programs. I love it. So with my coaching program, we meet once a week. And really, my focus is coaching and helping people to see the basics that they sometimes overlook. So sometimes we get so focused on big projects that we're working on and we know what the finish line looks like, but we don't think about the smaller steps that we need to take as we get to there. And so essentially when we meet, that's what we're talking about. I'm asking you, what do you want to accomplish this month? What do you need to accomplish this week? And I help them not be overwhelmed by putting a limit. If you come to my calls, if you just start rambling off this long list of 25 things, you're going to get stopped. (laughs) Your main focus is what are the top three things that you need to do 
over the next seven days because sometimes we make these long lists and then once we make them, we don't look back at them because we're overwhelmed by them. We're trying to put too much on our plates. And then just the benefit of having other people show up to support you and assist you because one of the things, if you're a part of my coaching program and you come to those mastermind calls, the question's always going to be asked, how can we support you? What do you need? And I love the ladies that are a part of it because they are all very giving and they're all very supportive to where they're able to give their opinions. And if there's a way that somebody can help somebody else, they're going to do it. I love this because you start with the basics. Then you also layer in balance and you banish the overwhelm. Oh, yeah. And then there's the benefits of a community. So all of the bees there, basics and balance and the (laughs) banishing overwhelm and the benefits of the other people in there and the community. I love that. That is just so perfect for a diva. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I know that you've got a gift here today for our listeners. Can you tell us about that? Definitely. So if you want the Diva Plan and the self-paced videos, I forgot to mention I did that as well. My goal with the Diva Plan is to really pace it out over six to nine weeks so that you are able to, again, build upon the principles that are on it. And so with the book, I recorded nine videos that you can watch. They are very quick and simple videos because, again, ADHD. Uh, I think they're all five minutes or less. But just talk about the different steps within the Diva plan. And your listeners are able to get the book and also access to those self-paced videos for $47. Just using your name, Melissa, at checkout on my website. Okay. So that's a discounted price just for these listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michelle. I will definitely make sure that in the show notes, we have the links to that. So this has been great, Michelle. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your wisdom with everyone. Is there anything that we didn't cover that's just burning that you want to add before we wrap up today? We've talked about a lot. I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you for inviting me on and letting me share my information here on your platform. I am so proud of you and all that you. you are doing. And I'm just, I'm thankful that we connected. I've learned so much from you and we have, we've watched each other grow in different ways. Thank you. Well, once again, thank you so much for being here and thank you to all the listeners out there who are listening today. And don't forget to go head back over to Michelle's website. You'll find all those links in the show notes. It would be great if we could continue this conversation over on Instagram in the thread. I'll start a thread over there on Instagram. So just put your favorite takeaway from today's talk over there and let's keep the conversation going. Thanks so much. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the She's Got Content podcast. I hope you got at least one nugget to take action on this week. If you got value from today's episode, I would be so grateful when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It only takes a second, and it really helps me get my message out to impact even more people so they can, in turn, keep the ripple going. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and leave a review of the show, 
It would really make my day, and you just might receive a shout-out on the show as my content creator of the week when I read out your review. And last but never least, if you want an endless supply of just-right ideas for content you can write about for your blog post, your emails, your videos, podcast episodes, all the content things, then you want to head over to my website at she'sgotcontent.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook, Never Run Out of Content Ideas. Look for that link in the show notes today, along with the other links mentioned in today's episode. Until next time, content creators, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you, and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got content out there in the world.